When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One can't help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. Well, in Gerard Mayo's contract that he signed last season, when the Patriots announced that he would be coming back and they're working to keep him, contractually, he was designated as the successor to Bill Belichick. And what that means is when Bill Belichick uh, has been moved aside, as of course we talked about yesterday, mutual parting of the ways between the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, Gerard Mayo would take over. As the great Keith Jackson would once and often say at the beginning of his broadcast of college football on the American Broadcasting Company, Oh, Nelly, what a week it has been. And Andy Hart and I, the old Fitzy and Hart combo, Jumbo and Fitzy, that's right, the Gridiron Grinch and the Foxborough fanboy are with you here today until 3 p.m. Eastern time to discuss, dissect, debate, and deliberate the whole lot of it. It was a week that I think we all thought would probably yield some important, potentially devastating, exhilarating news, if that's how you choose to to view it or frame it. It ended up becoming a week where, and Andy, I imagine this will be your life sometime soon. It'll be mine a little bit later because you have a teenage son. He's into sports, probably going to go to some parties. You'll probably get a phone call one day like, hey, dad, um, hey, we had a party at the house, um, but don't worry about it. We, you know, we, we cleaned up. Everything's fine. The cops may or may not have come by. It's no big deal. And you're like, OK, as long, I trust you, son. Like, I'm sure it isn't a mess. And you get home and you open the door and you go, my God, what happened here? I feel like this is one of those weeks where we knew some things would go down. And ultimately, where we sit now, just five and a half days removed from Bill Belichick walking with hood overhead, mask over face, jacketed, disappointed, dejected, and sadly defeated at the tail end of his final game coaching for the New England Patriots in the middle of a snowstorm in front of a half-full stadium, we thought there would be some news. At this point now, we have an entire off-season's worth of news that dropped on us in five days. We could have done an entire show today based around what's up with the Sox, how are the Celtics doing, hey, how about Wild Card Weekend? There's plenty to discuss, and we've got a week's worth of sports news to pack into three hours here with all the goings-on in Foxborough. And we would like to invite you to join the party at any given time, 617-779-7937, for two-way sports talk action. The socials, 37937, monitored beautifully and brilliantly, as always, by the great Joe Braverman, who's doing two jobs at once. Fabulous production work, as always, Joe. And, of course, the socials, if you would like to connect with us that way, at WEEI. 
at Jumbo Hart and at Fitzy GFY. Our pal Mike Dussault from Patriots.com and Patriots Unfiltered will join us sometime during the 1 o'clock hour to just try to help make some sense of it as well because, of course, Andy used to work there. Mike took his job. And Mike and I have been Patriots pals for the better part of 20 years as we try to summarize the true end of the dynasty and make sense of the direction things are headed now. I mean, <laughs> Andy, where do you... I mean, I hate to ask this question because I know I'm supposed to be the host and I, I should lead you in a direction to allow your analysis and intelligence to set forth, but my God, where to start? I think we start uh, at the beginning of the Gerard Mayo era, and I think that is getting lost a little bit in the departure of Bill Belichick and then the Seth Wickersham, another uh, expose hit piece, I guess, depending on how you want to uh, look at it. But I think it's important for us to acknowledge that Gerard Mayo is now the head coach of the New England Patriots. He is the first black coach in franchise history, the 15th coach overall. And like him or not, like it or not, as a Patriot Nation uh, resident, that's where your wagon is hitched. Because I think there's going to be vagaries in a lot of other areas. We're going to get into GM, front office, it's split. What are they going to do? Who's picking the groceries? What's Jonathan Kraft doing? Is Robert still the... All of that we can debate, and I think we may need to um, investigate over the course of time. But the reality is Gerard Mayo is leading this football team into the Bill Belichick era. And I think he deserves um, the recognition and also, I feel bad for him because Mike Vrabel effed it up for him by getting fired in Tennessee and turning most of Patriot Nation against Gerard Mayo. Most of Patriot Nation does not want Gerard Mayo to be their head coach. And, well, I got bad news for you then. He's your head coach. Well, that's interesting you say that because I think when you just sort of like put your finger up in the air to take the temperature or dip a toe in the water, it may be a little more frigid for Gerard Mayo uh, at once for a number of reasons than than people should be or that the, or then the excitement should be right now for somebody who, listen, if everything goes well for Gerard Mayo, right? I, I, we heard clamoring for don't fire Belichick. They'll regret it for generations. Mike Vrabel, he has a DGAF attitude and he's the right guy for the job. He can clean up the mess that Bill made. Still be Belichick-esque but not be Bill because he's his own man. Plus, he's battle-tested. And that's why I particularly thought he would make the right choice for coach. But maybe Gerard Mayo, with a fresh set of eyes, a learned perspective, somebody that was referred to as a coach and leader on the field from the minute he was drafted in the first round from Tennessee way back in 2008 all the way until when he retired in February of 2016. He then, of course, three years later, joins Bill Belichick's coaching staff and gets five years' experience as an assistant linebackers coach, a defensive co-coordinator, whatever it is that you choose to describe him as, because all of those job titles, as we know, have been ever so nebulous in the last couple of years. One of the many problems behind closed doors, or rather out in plain view for many fans, staffers, and more to see. I, I totally get it. In a perfect world, Andy, maybe Gerard Mayo is sort of a, I want him to be his own man and his own coach. So if this brings any comfort to people, maybe he can be D'Amico Ryans-esque, if you will. Come in defensive-minded, allow for an offensive coordinator with a new set of eyes and a, di and a different scheme system. Holy smokes, is it time to send the Earhart, Perkins, McDaniels, O'Brien, Weiss offense to where it belongs, behind the practice field or in the hall at one Patriot place. That's fine and dandy. But it just sort of feels now like it's going to be difficult for Mayo to set forth and kind of establish whatever it is he wants to be and how he wants to run the show because between the Seth Wickersham piece that we read yesterday, 
the way things went down, and now we feel like all of our feelings about Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick not getting along the last several months, if not last year and a half or two, are validated, it feels like between fans saying, I wanted Bill, I wanted Vrabel, I wanted Ben Johnson, and now learning that there's a little more string pulling behind the scenes as well, and that for all we know, Gerard Mayo may not even be able to hire his own people. I mean, usually the GM hires the coach, and now the ownership is acting sort of as GM, and they've hired the coach, and now the new GM is going to have to get along with Mayo. It's it's very confusing. It is a unique situation. It's a tad confounding. And I, I feel like, I, I wonder, like, if Gerard Mayo can't come straight out of the gate, clean up the mess, be his own man, and impress people with a new offense and a defense as tough as nails, just like Bill Belichick had on the field in this injury-riddled and very disappointing 2023, he may be doomed to failure before the guy even gets a chance to prove he's worthy of the recognition and the position of power that the Crafts have awarded him. I think you can pick between uh, two three-letter acronyms to describe what is going to be the Gerard Mayo era in New England. Because I think uh, it can only go one of two ways. Okay. The first one, what you just alluded to. Three letters. D-O-A. Dead on arrival. I, I think there's a great chance that he is doomed, both in terms of public sentiment, uh, organizational um, uncertainty, Jonathan Kraft putting a, a larger imprint on the organization and feeling his way through his role. Mm-hmm. I think there is, and, and fan sentiment is the biggest one for me. Like, I think the Patriots are probably going to struggle in September. No bold hot take here. <laughs> Based on a bad roster coaching change, don't know who the quarterback is, blah, blah, blah. There's oh, what do, you, what, what do you need, Andy? Just some new tackles, new tight ends, new receivers, a new quarterback. Yeah, that's it. Maybe can a new you, kicker, uh, new coach, new up? You're going to swing by Walmart, pick those up, we'll be good to go, whatever. Maybe I mean, if I invite you to my house team? for a party, Andy, to watch football, you may expect like uh, a Jordan's furniture sofa, an 80-inch television, a kegerator, craft beer, maybe an outdoor pizza oven. If you come over and the place is ripped down to the studs, we're watching TV on our on my phone, and I got a twelve, and I got a cold case of Narragansett sitting outside the window that has actual no panes in it. Yeah, you might be like, you could have told me this was the kind of party we were going to have beforehand, guy. Other than the beer, I'd say this party blows, and I'm never coming <laughs> here again. Um, but I do just, I, I think fans are against him. Uh, my Twitter, talk radio, going out to a couple basketball games, like everybody's uh, non pulse of the people action on the yeah. South Coast last night. Yeah, not not happy with uh, the. I actually, heard some things about Gerard Mayo negatively that I've never heard before either. But I'll keep those to myself. Yeah, um, we've all heard a couple things about various people inside the organization, people that could be standing on the sidelines that used to run the team, that now may be running the team that wouldn't be so particularly savory. And I don't want to speak any of them without double sourcing. Correct. And and finding a way. But they're out there, and if validate, they're out there, no, they people are. hear them, people um, put stock in them, and I just think so. DOA would be my first description. But if he's not DOA, if he isn't, if it isn't blown up in two years and he's out of a job as quickly as he's in a job, you know what I think the other three-letter acronym would be? What's that? uh, um, W-T-L-F-G? H-O-F. Because I think if he... DOA or H-O-F? Holy smokes. At 37 years old, first head coaching experience... The whole thing of what the organization is going through, the whole thing of what personnel is going through, if he manipulates this massive minefield successfully and doesn't die on arrival, I think there is a chance he is special. Because a lot of people do believe. You saw it from his teammates. 
former players, they believe he's special. Oh, by the way, Jamie Collins, Gerard Mayo texted me and he said, if you could not keep saying they're going to go to the playoffs this year and surprise everybody, he'd appreciate <laughs> it. Can we not set the expectation that high? Um, yeah. I, I, do, he, I will go ahead. Please. If he takes this organization in a positive direction from where it is right now, which just looks like utter dysfunction, um, just low expectations, angry fan base. You people are upset. The Foxborough faithful don't seem so faithful right now. They're ripping everybody and every anybody. If he leads this team through that, then I think he might be a special coach. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you can you can take a read now. You said you took the temperature of Pats fans, and I know several thousand people voted in a quick Twitter poll, or Twix as we call it now, that you put up the other day. Who would you like to see as the next coach of the New England Patriots? And I think this was even before. Andy, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. You posted this even before Thursday's. I can't believe we're oh, two yeah. days removed. We are two days removed from the greatest coach in franchise AFC NFL history stepping down from the mantle upon which he made a reputation and established a legacy that will endure and perhaps never be surpassed. And that feels like old news at this point, given everything that's going on and the swirling winds at Patriot Place, Gillette Stadium, and in Patriots Nation now. Um, I, I I read that. I feel that. I understand that as well. And it's an interesting dichotomy now. I apologize in advance, everybody, for using an SAT word. It's an interesting split or fracture, if you will, amongst fans and players because the fans wanted Vrabel, something that they knew, something that was bold and brash, something that something that they, they, they had heard the Crafts even were interested in when Vrabel came back for his Patriots Hall of Fame ceremony all the way back in early fall, October. But the players, I did an aggregate piece on WEI.com yesterday just quickly taking temperature of all of the current and former players and guys like Jamie Collins, Jason McCourty, James White, they are all so fired up for Gerard Mayo. It's one of theirs, one of them, bright young mind, new fresh voice, and current players as well. Juju Smith-Schuster, oh, we gonna be lit now. Devon Godshow, Christian Gonzalez, these guys love him. Now, they see, this is a, a classic example, Andy, of two things can be true at once. The, the players can still love Bill Belichick. They can absolutely come to battle for him. They can give it their all and then some. But at the same time, they can be excited for Gerard Mayo because they may have they may they may feel like he's a different kind of contemporary voice to Bill Belichick's, I'll hardly say archaic, but vintage coaching style. They can appreciate love and learn from both at the same time. I think we just need to find a way to get fans to not judge Mayo against it. And this is impossible, Andy. And tell me if I'm completely crazy when I ask this. But would it be possible to get fans to not judge Gerard Mayo either against what they thought Mike Vrabel would have been or the standard established by Bill Belichick and just try to let the guy be his own man and coach? Impossible. And okay. and That's I would I take thought. it even further. He's also going to be measured against what either or or both Vrabel and Belichick are doing. And Bill Belichick could be with, who knows, I know Atlanta's the hot rumor, but let's just say he's with Dallas. They fall on their face. If he's in Dallas winning games and Mike Vrabel is in um, Washington winning games or wherever Mike Vrabel may end up, that's mm-hmm. going to be part of it too. Because I think we all agree we should be expecting um, mediocrity in results at best for next year. I think mediocrity is a fair goal. Get me to, you won four games this year, I'd love to see you double it, but get me seven wins next year, which is mediocrity. But if Bill Belichick's winning in Dallas and Mike Vrabel's winning somewhere else, 
I don't know that mediocrity will even get a lot of support for Gerard Mayo. That's why I just feel like he is dead on arrival, and I feel bad for him. I do, because I like him. A lot of people got mad at me because I said I was rooting for him. God forbid I root for a dude, like starting a new job in a thankless position with thankless fans. Like, God forbid I root for him. But I just feel like the deck is very much stacked against him in terms of public sentiment, PR, expectations, and it's just going to be... And it would have been anyway, but it's it's worse than just replacing the greatest of all time. Not only is he doing that, there feels like there's five more layers of it that are stacked against him. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Won't it be that much more impressive if Gerard Mayo does establish the culture that he wants and needs and experiences early success? This is just part of what makes this all so intriguing in what has been an emotional, tumultuous, fascinating, and memorable week with the New England Patriots as well. Bill Belichick out as coach. The press conference had Robert Kraft answering questions. A new Seth Wickersham piece revealing the finale of the dynasty and what went on, a Jeff Benedict essay in the New York Times, further corroborating but also pointing to different elements of it all, the teaser for the dynasty trailer, Gerard Mayo as the new head coach of the Patriots, and news about who may be helping him pick the players or who, or who may not be, as well as calling plays on both sides of the ball. It's wild, it's wide open, and we got you till 3 p.m. here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Give us a shout. We'd love to talk to you. When we come back, we'll talk about some of those people that believe in Gerard Mayo and think he's going to make for a great new coach of the New England Patriots, the fourth under the Kraft regime. But for now, let's catch you up on everything else trending in the wide world of sports. I'm fired up for Gerard. I know Gerard personally. I was there in the building with him. Obviously, my brother played with him for a numerous amount of years. I've gotten a chance to be around Gerard. And for Patriots fans, you're watching and you've had Bill Belichick for the past 24 years and all the success and the personality that Bill comes along with Gerard Mayo you heard Ian said they called him little Belichick and that a lot of that has to do with Gerard's football knowledge when he was out there as a linebacker he handled all the checks he knew what everybody was doing on the football field and he's a leader at his core and his specialty is people when it comes to personality and how things are going to be Gerard Mayo is completely different than a Bill Belichick Jason McCourty Played against but never actually played with Gerard Mayo during his time with the New England Patriots, but he kind of has a little bit of a connection to him, and not just because he's now part of the NFL Network and Good Morning Football, but rather his brother, Devin McCourty, a future Patriots Hall of Famer, maybe actual NFL Hall of Famer, played with Gerard Mayo 10, 11, 12 for five, six years actually on the Patriots and had a chance to get to know him very well. He was one of the many veterans of the New England Patriots who played alongside him, got to know him, perhaps even played under Gerard Mayo in his five years helping out the defensive staff under Coach Bill Belichick, who spoke effusively with praise, with confidence, that Gerard Mayo would not just be a worthy candidate, but a solid NFL head coach. He comes in with little experience, but a lot of the younger guys these days, Andy, as we call them, the the tight pants, the fancy tracksuit coaches, the Shanahan and McVeigh adjacents, if you will, the McDaniels esques of the McDaniel esque, excuse me, McDaniels used to run the offense for the Patriots, obviously. These new guys, the new generation of coaches. Gerard Mayo could be like a lot of them. He may be like his own man. He could be hopefully not a Belichick clone because that obviously is not what has worked out. But players that are currently on the roster who don the uniform for many given Sundays and a couple of Saturdays, Mondays or Thursdays, as well as the ones who used to go to battle and got some amazing hardware and made some memories for Bill Belichick 
all believe he's going to be a good coach. What will it take you, Patriots fans, to buy into the idea that Gerard Mayo could be a good coach in light of everything you've heard this week? We welcome your calls at 617-779-7937. So, Andy, what is it going to take? Is it going to take, is it going to be, will it just be as simple as Mayo cleaning up the mess? Will it be Mayo having a good draft? Will it be the Patriots looking more disorganized or uh, a cessation perhaps of all of the the unfortunate coverage and stories that we got all season long last year as well? Uh, And now, of course, the latest Seth Wickersham piece that we'll get into a little bit later. What is it going to take for Patriots fans to give Gerard Mayo what he needs, which is a little belief, a little faith, and then ultimately, hopefully, some adulation and applause once we actually see the field, once we see the new and next iteration of the Patriots take the field in the summertime and then next fall when it matters. Well, there's an opportunity for positive momentum in free agency in the draft, right? We, we yeah. are simpletons as fans, and I always say this. Like, we can be pissy and moany and bitching. Oh, who'd you sign? Oh, you brought in T. Higgins? Oh, oh. I like that. Oh, you, on. you drafted Drake May? Oh, oh, interesting. Right, so, like, there's literally a couple moves that could fall into place. Moves, by the way, that could end up being bad moves in 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. But for the here and now, the PR spin, the hype, the emotion of Patriot Nation, there's going to be an opportunity. But I think this morning, the the doubt has only grown. These reports from Adam Schefter that they're not going to hire a GM till after the draft, the report from Phil Perry that basically... You know, Matt Groh and Elliot Wolf could be making decisions and that status may be quo for the next few months at the very least are concerning. That. And I'm on board. I support Mayo because, like it or not, a year ago, Robert Kraft decided Gerard Mayo is the future of my franchise, right? He kept him, put it in the contract. Now, the, the process was expedited because there was a sucky season. Bill Belichick had to be run out sooner rather than later. The idea of him winning... The games he needed to break the record, that all blew up. It wasn't a two-year. It was supposed to be two-year. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I just want to like make sure for the fans that haven't had a chance to either be privy to some of these stories, read everything, because God knows there's been so much to consume, um, and and then some. So Mayo, so in case you hadn't heard, Gerard Mayo was signed to basically this. uh, It's not entirely unique. It's not that it hadn't been done before, but it hasn't been done so often. He's basically signed to a deal that says you are the next head coach once Bill Belichick leaves last season, and it's in his contract, which yep. basically even prevents, or as I like to say, jock blocks Mike Vrabel from being able to come in, enter the chat, and be like, oh, hey, guys, I'm free now. You rang. You need a coach. I'm here. Hey, hey, uh, Jonathan, Robert, remember when you guys had me up in the box on my Hall of Fame retirement weekend and you told me that you would love for me to possibly be the next coach? Well, you said that when I wasn't available. But now I am. What do you guys think? Uh, should I get in line? Who should I call to get my interview set up? Oh, wait. We're not doing interviews at all? I, there's no chance? Oh, you already signed Mayo to a an offer sheet? To, for lack of better phrasing? Wow, this is this is really weird. And there's, I, I think one thing else, Andy, that Gerard Mayo has going against him this week is that fans also believe there should have been a broader search. Like, where was the bright-minded offensive coordinator? How come he didn't speak to Slowick? How could you couldn't have called Shane your your boy Shane Waldron to come into the house? Uh, how about Ben Johnson? Anyone want to talk to Todd Munkin? Just due diligence. The fact that they like identified this guy and they've been great at nailing head coaches Parcells, Carroll, and then ultimately Belichick. Pretty pretty. Well, pretty they didn't hire Parcells. What's that? It's Carroll. It's just Carroll and Belichick. They yeah, they inherited Parcells. Parcells. You're right. Um, that's a great run, but 
boy, the whole idea that they can identify coaching talent and the great coordinators they had walk through the halls of Patriot Place, especially during the Belichick years, like they better nail this one because they're putting a whole lot on the line. But beyond that is the issue that there's no changes other than Bill, it feels like. The status is quo other than running Bill out of town, firing Bill, however you want to phrase it. And what I just talked about, the opportunity to sway public sentiment, nobody has any faith in who's making the decision, whether it's Matt Groh, Elliot Wolf, Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, uh, Gerard Mayo. Do you have any faith? in those people to make the decision. I'm not saying and, they and can't new coordinators, make. Andy. We don't know who's calling like are we going yeah, to be about coordinator the co- free? I could not possibly give a rat's ass about the coordinators. The most important part of this franchise is going to take place between March and May. If you nail it, yes. the coordinators will be fine. If you stink at it, they're going to stink. And mm-hmm. no one knows who's making those decisions. Hell, there might be a bunch of cooks in the kitchen. They may be trying to do a collaborative approach you know that's all the rage in business i hear you know what collaborative approaches do in my opinion fail Uh, i think somebody has to have the final say somebody needs to know who the boss is who to answer to remember when the red sox went closer by committee then they went "Ooh, we have five number one starters and i know i'm crossing sports here but i just think sports are sports are built on roles and definition we've seen it for years if you have two quarterbacks you have none there needs to be a hierarchy and there's never been a more defined hierarchy than in new england for the last 20 years when bill belichick made the decisions now i'm supposed to just say all these guys are going to sit in a room with the number three pick on the line or with 85 million dollars on the line and they're going to make the right decisions by debating and collaborating i hate it well i could let me ask you this question before we get to the calls because the lines are jamboreated right now with uh patriots fans who want to weigh in on the positive and the negative all that's transpired over the weekend in the last couple of days do you think the way things are being set up now is in response to the I'll stop short of saying autocratic way in which Bill Belichick was able to conduct affairs over the last decade or decade yep. plus. Uh, but he was a bit of an authoritarian, to say the a least. Bit. I won't say dictator, but it was authoritarian. He was a dictator with an emphasis on tater. <laughs> you thought I was going to go the other way. <laughs> no, I actually I was going to guess if I had to actually. I'm glad I won my fake fan duel bet on that one. But um because you respect the airwaves and the way that you're supposed to I speak do. to the people. Yep. You like your job. You like your paychecks. So oh, I do. Um, do you think in some in some, in some? All right, thank you, Joe. We'll get. I'm sure it we'll didn't get a deserve of, the Ryland doink. It was a good we'll one. We'll get. We'll get some Ryland doinks. One of the highlights of the 2023 season, I'm sure, as the show progresses today. But do you think the way things are set up now is in response to the way that like we allowed Bill to run it this way for the longest time? Now yep. we need to like we need to get a bunch of different minds in before we sort of set things to sale it might work but i kind of go with you here on this one like you needed to let someone else come in with a vision how can gerard mayo establish a vision if he's going to have to talk to mr Kraft, jonathan Kraft, um other guys in the building wolf grow maybe ziegler comes back to the house maybe they do bring in coordinate there could be nine people trying to make a decision on what to do at three what to do at 34 who do we sign in free agency like this could be there's a chance it could be collaboratively fantastic, but like you said, there's also a chance it's going to resemble one of those meals on Top Chef where they make a bunch of blind chefs cook it together and they all get 10 minutes over the course of an hour, and at the end you hope it tastes good, but more often than not, it tastes like something that had six different chefs tackling it. I don't want to say no chance, so I'll give it a 1% chance of working. And I want to just oh, be clear. Okay. We are speculating. For all we know, yep. Elliot Wolf will be um, part of the collaboration. He'll have power, and then he'll be named GM after the draft 
that's happened before. That's what Bell, you know, Bobby Greer helped run the draft in 2000, and then he was sent packing after the 2000 draft. Belichick, Pioli, the whole thing, the power structure uh, swayed their way. But the way it is being reported right now, Adam Schefter and Phil Perry and others, that they may not, they're in no rush. They may not hire a GM till after the draft. It may be all these guys working in collaboration, Grow and Elliot Wolf. I don't have any faith in it. I just don't think. I don't think it works that way, and yes, I do think it's absolutely a reaction, a rebound, a response to Bill Belichick having full power for so long. And I also think it is a response, and we'll get into the Wickersham story, to Jonathan Kraft starting to dip his toes uh, more deeply into the leadership of the New England Patriots and the corporate world that he is very comfortable in comes from. So I, I'm sorry. I just I think you, in the end especially in the draft, someone has to say yes or no, correct? Like, it has to be... Yes. And I just, I don't see all these cooks creating a good meal. Because what if, let's just just say, and we'll get to the calls in just one second, thank you guys for holding tight here, but there's obviously a lot to get to uh, with the Six Rings guys here on WEI until 3 p.m. today. Uh, You know, what what if Mayo is sold on the... He's like, guys, I know we need a quarterback... But I got, I got to have a line. Did you not? I, I was standing on the sidelines the whole year. Our offensive line was a disaster. Matt Groh deserved to get yelled at by Adrian Clem, as we read about in the piece by Andrew Callahan and Doug Kide from the Herald. It was a mess. They, t- they treated the offensive line like an afterthought. It was a joke. It should have been a priority. And they come in and they go like, well, you know, kind of like in 2021 when we may or may not have told Billy he needed to take a quarterback after Brady left, and it was a reactionary decision. Uh, we need another quarterback. So you're going to take a quarterback in the first round. Like maybe it would be Jaden Daniels and he'll be a success. But if not, you miss out on a chance to protect your quarterback of the future for 12 years with a Haas on the line, boring as that may be, because of what is dictated by upstairs and the other minds. Like, who boy, we got some sorting and sifting to do right here, my man. Let's uh, let's welcome in a few friends from Fox yes. Pro and Beyond, the good listeners of WEI. RPS, your people, our people, my people, the faithful people. in quotes these days. <laughs> Guy, everyone, everyone's faith. But, you know, sometimes a leap of faith begins with a uh, bold, blind and brave step. So we'll see where we go. Sometimes first up today in the queue. Oh, boy, what a week it's been for all of us, especially Jake in Boston. Good afternoon, Jake. How are you, mate? Good afternoon, gentlemen. A borderline GM, Jonathan Kraft, the new coach. Tapping to Tommy Curran behind the scenes, midseason, mind you. Mind you, those same conversations that Gerard and Tom probably had in September had him so optimistic for 10 wins, like Tommy Curran was yapping until, I don't know, Germany. <laughs> 50, we all know, you know I'm mm-hmm. not going to beat the dead horse. I was right. You were wrong. Robert's going to need another pandemic to go and chase masks from China to cover this stinker up. John right. Mayo is a problem, though. She never shuts up on social, whereas Mike Brabel's wife, by she's not on Twitter anymore, by the way, Jake, Jake, just for the record, she's not on Twitter anymore. So you don't have to worry about she's all over Instagram. You know, she's got a fashion show coming up. Galentine's Day. Aren't they all over Instagram? Are they still married? Yeah, they're all over the place. Listen, Brabel's wife has a private account and his only boy wants to play baseball instead of tagging along for a free job. And then we all know the real loser here is going to be the crafts. And I think what you've seen over the last 48 hours, not getting your organizational MO, which I've been begging for, and not cleaning out the whole system down there, means that you're going to have, first of all, they're not going to win another, they're not going to host another playoff game in Robert's lifetime because they're not winning the division in the next 15 years. Secondly, 
These Nepo baby teams, the Red Wings, the Tigers, the Yankees, they haven't worked out so well. Maybe do some research on that. And last night, all the stuff with Jerry Krause's widow, like, I get ever, I get all the anger, and then I had to experience this past week, and I'm like, no, boo even harder. They deserved it. They ruined that dynasty in Chicago because of his ego, just like Jonathan and Robert's ego. And the players love Pete Carroll, too, by the way. So don't give me this Gerard May connect with the players. The inmates ran the asylum here with Robert Kraft. And the best-case scenario here is that Mayo keeps Bill's stupid kids instead of dragging them down to Atlanta, and Bill builds a real staff in Atlanta and wins quickly because that will embarrass Robert. That will eliminate any chance that guy ever has of going to the Hall of Fame. Listen, this is a complete disaster, but I saw this coming in March of 2020 because Robert couldn't placate and do the one thing he needed to do, which is keep his $2 billion assets happy. And I can't wait to watch him, watch, watch him rock the last 10 years of his life with his one, one joyous thing that he has in his life being an utter disgrace, malfunctioning disgrace this organization is. They will not host a playoff game, win another division. Times, you, you, first of all, it's not your show entirely, and we're not making a podcast out of that. And he you started made your point. Himself. I was even going to let you go for a while because how you feel about all of that does represent a portion of the fan base. It could mm-hmm. be a, a, a minor, minor, minor minority. It could be a... A vast minority. I, I doubt it's a, ma- a majority as well. You make your point. That's fine. But try to remember, everybody, there are other people who would like to talk, including the hosts of the program, uh, you know, who you kind of need to m- make our way through all of this sort and sift through the wreckage and uh, have an open disca- discussion and dialogue with you. It's not just time to rant for three and a half minutes and let all the vitriol out. So while I understand your frustration and disappointment with the decisions that have been made, Yes, we can probably trace a lot of what has happened all the way back to March of 2020 when an organizational mistake was made, and we'll get to that later in the Wickersham piece. And no matter what you do, you will not be able to undo what was done way back then as hard as Jonathan and especially Robert Kraft have tried in recent years. Uh, I know optics are a priority, but at the same time, it is what it is, and we are where we are, and we're looking to make the best of it now and at least provide you guys with the best perspective and analysis that we can. So thank you, Jake. But everyone, try to remember we're all in this together. It's not just your show. Six and there's seven. human beings involved. I'd also there, like to there, just there, say There like, are, too. I just don't like... People I, you can know what screw I don't up. Like? People can make bad decisions. Now, I would actually... No need for extra... An- Sorry, Andy, but no need for excessive animus like that as well. Like, and you can just personal. You can say... Like, someone screwed up or you can say like it was a mistake i think letting tom brady go was a mistake robert Kraft has been trying to make up for that mistake for years now and i understand why because he feels badly about it and we'll get to that more in the wickersham piece but you don't have to be uh you know an ass about it in the process and he there was no way he he just said his biggest mistake was not keeping his two billion dollar assets happy or something um it wasn't going to happen You were either moving on from Brady or you were moving on from Belichick, in my opinion. You weren't keeping your $2 billion assets happy. I think God himself, Jesus Christ reincarnated, could not have done that. It wasn't happening. So That's what the whole dynasty's about. Isn't that the soundbite from Robert Kraft? Like, I was just trying to make this work as long as possible. We've all marveled at the time that it did run, that it stayed together longer than any other, 
that could realistically be expected. And if he was the one pushing the buttons, and by all accounts, he was the one pushing the buttons, trying to keep it together longer than it should have been, then I think he deserves credit for that, not blame, yeah. right? right? Like, if you want to say he picked the wrong guy, I'll listen to that argument. He should have okay. gotten rid of Belichick, kept Brady. Listen to the argument. But I don't believe there was an entity in this solar system that could have kept the Patriots together with Belichick and Brady in a, um ongoing fashion. It was going to break up. And he went one way. Maybe he should have gone the other. I don't know. You know how I feel. I don't think there would have been success either way he went. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number to call in and actually try to have a discussion and not go off on a vitriol-tainted three-and-a-half-minute rant. Of course, you can make your feelings. I'm not going to tell you how you should feel about anything that's gone on years ago, decades ago, last week, or yesterday. But we would like you to at least try to play nice when we welcome you to the Fitzy and Hart Show, which rolls on here momentarily on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM, WEEI. Fitzy and Hart with you here on Boston Sports Original WEDI until 3 p.m. today, at which point we are going to get into some playoff football. Oh, you know, Andy, it's it's it was necessary. It's part of the process. There's grieving. There's grousing. There's so much that goes into, you know, I, I the finality, the end of things. Like, it's been a very emotional week, and people obviously are kind of on, on edge and wired to react and overreact and... Uh, it's a tough time, obviously. It's an exciting time. It's also a frustrating time as well. But, you know, here we are, and we're just trying to make the most sense of it we can. I think we can all agree two things. Number one, the playoff football that is to come this weekend should be very exciting, and it is incredibly well-timed. And two, I'm finally with you. Having a playoff game on Peacock is for the birds. What I did find out, I do have Peacock. I actually went to my cable, logged in, it is wrapped up in my cable until you went September. went against your own boycott, Andy. Nope, nope. It, they gave it to me. Speaking it is of wrapped boycott, up. his son taught him that he has it. It's wrapped up in my bundle until September of 2025. You got a, you got a free peacock until 2025? Look at you. Oh, I don't think it's free based on the size of my uh, cable bill. It's approaching $300. <laughs> well, it is a streamer. Uh, you know what happens a lot of times? Cable bill. Actually, Andy, what happens a lot of times is what they do is in the bundle they throw in like, "Are you? Let me get. Are you with uh, Comcast?" Yes. Okay, that's Infinity. an NBC company. NBC owns Peacock. They throw it in as sort of a value play for you. So that's right. That's I get a, my Netflix in there too. Like I, I have so much wrapped yeah. up in my damn. We all pay way too much. It's Luckily, ridiculous. you work in sports media, so unlike a lot of people out there that have to find it or pay for it, and they weren't able to get one of the ninety free subscriptions gifted by Kansas City Chiefs defensive lineman Charles Amenhew. Uh, you can actually write it off because as a broadcast <clears throat> professional, it's a necessary expense. Whoa, so whoa, see, whoa. There you go. What's, are you what? sick? What do you mean? What was that little? <clears throat> <clears throat> I am a true professional. <laughs> Back to, I'm glad you noticed. No, I'm feeling fine. Thanks the for cough was for the uh, quotations to get in there. The parentheses. Yeah, you yeah everybody figured that one out, Joe. Back to the phones we go. Andy, let us speak next. We're just going to take everybody as you guys all get together in an orderly fashion today. We appreciate it. We I don't want the calls today to resemble what a Walmart or a Best Buy looks like at 5.35 p.m. on Black Friday. An absolute disaster. Let's play nice together and have a discussion. Ray is in Revia. Ray, how are you? Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks, fellas. Listen, I I'm underwhelmed by, by this decision with Gerard Mayo. N not that I think ill of, of him. I just think it needs to be a GM-centric organization. 
And I, I thought that the Washington Commanders did what I wanted the, the, the Patriots to do, which they hired Adam Peters from San Francisco, an organization that's drafting better than anybody else. And, you know, in my opinion, guys, under the current collective bargaining agreement structure, it's mm-hmm. become a GM's a GM league because you've got cost control on your first round picks. They're all slotted. You know, so CJ Stroud's making nine million dollars a year um, for up to five years and he's going up you know, maybe go up against Mahomes who's making an excess of fifty. And the other thing is you get four years of control for all players and five years for first round picks. And and what's happened in this league is if you draft well and pick the right guys to give second contracts to you stay on top. You literally can't build through free agency in this league. So, in my opinion, um, Robert Kraft is, has gotten this backwards. The most important hire he needs to make is the general manager. And for that matter, most general managers want to pick their coach, and they're usually going with an offensive-minded coach. And I I, I think, Bella, he's, he's screwed up multiple transitions here. He screwed up, obviously, the Brady decision, and he gave Mayo a contract guarantee and undermine Belichick and I think he screwed up the next set of decisions so uh, I'll wait and see but um, unless they have a really credible general manager and have an organization that's like the Eagles or the Ravens or the Steelers or the Giants who always draft well and are quarterback away um, I don't have a lot of faith Appreciate the call, Ray. Thanks very much. Now, folks, if you disagree with some of the decisions that have been made by the Patriots in recent year, yesterday, last week, etc., there's a way to actually voice your uh, dissent, concern, etc., without actually turning into a complete jackass. So good job right there, Ray. And I agree to a certain extent as well, Andy. I, too, you and I both talked ad nauseum and at length on broadcast, filling in our own show, Six Rings Podcast and more, about how Adam Peters would have made so much sense and then that may or may not have been one of the extra or uh, ancillary reasons why Mike Vrabel would have made for a great candidate because if Vrabel was hired, if Vrabel came to town, then maybe he may have been able to make a call to Peters and been like, hey, listen, I know you're going to get some uh, serious money thrown your way from Washington, but hold tight, buddy. We go way back to the Patriot days. Maybe you want to come work with me. We'll put together a real nice ship, and we'll get this team back to where they were, and you'll be part of you can be part of the next great wave that, uh, uh, you know, restores the glory and the gridiron greatness to Gillette Stadium. And instead, now Peters gets hired away. Not having a GM, isn't the general manager supposed to now be involved in the hiring of the coach? And doesn't that, if this is the case, and Mayo was hired internally last year, doesn't that tip the hand to anyone that may come coordinate, play for, or be involved in the behind-the-scenes dealings with the Patriots? Doesn't that tip the hand that, ownership and some of their friends inside the building are involved to a very significant degree yeah but i actually think that's pretty common these days Um, think so okay yeah i think there is a lot of i mean we looked at it with josh going to vegas we looked at it with lynch and shanahan going to there's a uh duality duality of um hires and it's sort of at the same time in the ties and I think sometimes they're kind of hired as a pair. Um, there was some talk of Lewis Riddick being paired up with Josh McDaniels at one point. And, and I know like some of that is the coach interviewing and then saying, who would you like to work with? And then they, but I think that is the more common setup now, not the pure GM than coach hire. You got that in Washington, which by the way, I think Adam Peters was a bag job to the, the guy they hired to be team president or whatever for away from 
the NBA. He and Peters go way back, apparently, and that was kind of a okay. fait accompli. Once they hired that guy, he was going to hire Peters, and it was sort of the process was going to be in play. So I'm not sure you ever really had a chance at Peters um, this offseason. Um, so I, I agree with the caller in the sense that what matters is the, the talent, the personnel, how they get it. I don't know if you have to just be a hardcore old school, he hires a GM who gets to hire the coach. I don't really care how the sausage is made. I'll admit right now, this does not seem like we're going to have good sausage. There seems like there could be some real foul-tasting sausage coming because I don't... Have you ever watched videos of how the old-school sausage used to be made with, like, wheelbarrows uh, full of stuff? I don't think I really like did. These, I read The Jungle oh, by Upton Sinclair, yeah, and that was no. enough for me. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't want to see it. Nope. Um you, you you don't. And I got to say, Andy, I'm not... Just I I see what happened. We're we're gonna find out real soon. We got time for one more call, and then we're up against a break here. And the first hour has gone by just like that. One twenty p.m. Mike Dussault from Patriots Unfiltered and Patriots dot com joins the program with some with some takes from one of our old school Patriots pals down at the stadium. Um, we're about to find out exactly how much and to what degree Bill Belichick was involved in the personnel selection and personnel decisions because if Matt Grow. Is, sticks around and Elliot Wolf uh, is works with him and it's a hive mind and group think for the draft free agency and beyond you know we'll see exactly what kind of touch they have I, I just I haven't loved the drafts and I was kind of hoping everyone that had a hand in to say the least I'm being I'm understating significantly here but I have not loved the drafts in recent year and for people that were involved in those drafts to continue to stick around like okay cause for concern but who, like we can blame Bill. Now he's gone. We can blame Bill as long as they turn it around this yep. year. Now we can blame Bill. Uh, Bill must have been screwing those drafts up for years. Look what happened when they got easy. him out of there. It almost feels too easy. Yeah, it does. well, that's how it works. It, yeah, and, no, and, it, and it will point. be too easy. It won't be accurate. Um, but that's the way we work in this world. We take the easy way out, the low hanging fruit. Um, but you're right. The it is I don't care. They need to draft well. That is what the caller nailed right. You need to build your team around solid drafting. The rest mm-hmm. you can fill in through free agency. You can make massive trades and massive signings, but the foundation, and maybe it started last year. You know, everybody's taking a, a victory lap because City So made the, I think, PFF, PFF all rookie all team rookie or team, something, yeah. and we all are madly in love with Christian Gonzalez. So if you got a, let's say you got a Pro Bowl caliber guard, and an all-pro caliber corner in last year's draft, that's a pretty good start to a draft, correct? That's actually a, a, a – wait, hold on. And your slot receiver of the future in Pop Douglas, that one and does And your kicker of the future. Uh, you got your, and your punter. Kicker, you mean punter? Yes. <laughs> Ryland, my ass. Wow, you turned on Excuse me. Lo- loyalty. Six, Where six, are you now, Loyalty. Oh. Where split shall it, you split go? it between your uprights with the loyalty six one seven. It's football. It's winning. It's a cutthroat business. And with all oh, due did you respect, see the Broncos game. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Did you see the other 16 games? <laughs> Thank you. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven is your number. Phil, Ted, Dan, Ron, don't go anywhere. We'll get to all you guys. Mike Dusso from Patriots Unfiltered at one twenty. It is a jam packed, packed, jammed episode of Fitzy and Hart making sense of the Gerard Mayo hire, the Bill Belichick dismissal, and everything going on in the wide world of Patriots here on Boston Sports Original, WEEI.